What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com. This week on the show are pop culture references, the movie How to Train Your Dragon, and fortune cookies. It's the third week of May 2021, and you're listening to Lunchbox Reaction. Welcome back to the show. <laughs> I'm your host, Linnea, and I'm joined by my co-hosts, Brian. Hello. And Evan. Hello. And me. Hello. Yeah, hello, <laughs> I'm Linnea. So, let's start with our pop culture references. Who wants to go first? I'll go first. So mine isn't really that big of a thing. <laughs> I just couldn't really think of much, so I just went with the thing that came to the top of my mind. This week, Roblox changed the names of all of the games to experiences. There's no more games on Roblox, only experiences. <laughs> that sounds really weird. There's some reason they did that? Yeah, it's mainly because Apple and Epic are cur- and Epic Games, which are both just big companies, are having a lawsuit because Epic Games feels like Apple shouldn't be taking their money. <laughs> what happened is... Epic has Fortnite, which is one of the biggest games in, like, the world, and they put it on phones. So what happened is when people paid for V-Bucks, which is the currency on Epic, Apple got 30% of that money, which made Fortnite just kind of not get as much money, which is bad because they want money. But what does that have to do with your pop culture reference? What does I don't that have to it. do with the experience You're talking thing. about... Well, You're talking about Roblox. Roblox is also something like that, and they have their own currency. And I, I'm pretty sure Apple isn't making them pay. No, because that's a what totally is, different thing. What though. does that have to do with the experience? Yeah. The, the Epic Games lawyer was like, "But Roblox isn't paying." But and then the right, so Apple like lawyer so it was seems like, like you're wanting to talk about. But the Apple lawyer was like, "Well, Roblox not is not a game; it's a platform." So they changed all the names of their games to experience. Okay. Uh, you, why didn't so, you weren't tying you, you it? You were back. talking about Roblox, and then you suddenly switched to a different thing. So I was really confused as to what you were trying to say. It all came That's together all. in the okay. end. Okay. 
So so that's you're saying that's why they changed their name. Yeah. Because they don't want to be games anymore. No, it's just because they want money. (laughs) That's literally the only reason. Okay. And now all the games developers on Roblox are just experienced developers. They create experiences. Experiences. Hmm. Yeah. I don't know. That seems kind of dubious to me, but whatever. (laughs) They just want money. (laughs) Dubious. What? You like that word, (laughs) Lene? I just never heard someone say that word so casually. (laughs) Dubious. Well, you know me. I like to throw in casual words. (laughs) Okay. Um, Onomatopoeia. Moo. Who wants to go next? I'll go next. A few weeks ago, I mentioned the movie Knives Out 2 that was going to start production. They've started casting some people. Yeah, so it's pretty exciting. One of the people cast is Dave Bautista. Did Who's you that? Rec- you recognize that name? No. No. He played Drax in Guardians of the Galaxy. Ah. Yep. He's going to be in it. Uh, another actor named Edward Norton's going to be in it. I'm not. Oh, uh, Linnea, you would know him from Moonrise Kingdom. He was ah. the he was the scout camp director, the older guy. Oh, him. Um, I like him. He's a great actor. And uh, another person, which hopefully you'll know when I say the name, Catherine Hahn. Yeah. She was in WandaVision. Oh. It was Agatha all yeah, Agatha, along. Yep. So those are just three of the people who are going to be in Knives Out too. It, it's pretty getting to be a pretty good cast. I hope that, I hope that it was Catherine Hahn who was going to be the... Catherine <laughs> Hahn is a murderer. Yeah. Maybe, yeah. It was Catherine Hahn all along. And, of course, Daniel Craig will be back as uh, Inspector Benoit Blanc. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, things are shaping up. I'm, I'm excited for the movie. I'm also yeah. excited for the movie. All right, Linnea, your turn. Well, mine is that on Thursday, there's been COVID vaccines for 12 to 15-year-olds. So the Pfizer vaccine is now available for middle school kids. So we're starting to get everything starting to get back to normal. And is there a specific reason you're mentioning this? Because I got it. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, you were lucky you went out and got your shot right away. Yeah, I'm very unlucky related to the vaccine because I'm 11. Yep. You're like You're just a year away. It. Yeah, I wish. Oh, I hope by this fall you can get it, Evan. Me too. Or even by late summer. I don't know. Me Actually, too. Actually, I hope whenever they get it. <laughs> I wish you could have it right now. I just want it. Yeah. The lady who was giving me the vaccine, she was like, okay, so I'm going to pinch you a little bit and then I'll give you the shot. So, like, I felt the pinch, and then she was like, okay, you're done. And I was like, Are you, did you not give me the shot? And she was like, oh, no, that was the shot. Ah, uh, tricked you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I feel like nurse practitioners or the people who are giving shots have gotten so much better since I was a kid. Because I can mm-hmm. remember getting shots when I was a kid, and, oh, my God, I hated it, and they hurt like <laughs> heck. And these days, you barely even notice it. It's like, okay, we're gonna, you're going to feel a little pinch. And I'm like, yeah, okay. And then, okay, that's it. Really? <laughs> All right, let's get on to the main topic for this week, how to train your dragon. Yeah, the beginning of our five-hour discussion. Woo! <laughs> Sit back in your chairs and uh, buckle up. You can okay. just go to the end to, hear, to see our fortune cookies. So today we're talking about the movie How to Train Your Dragon. How to Train Your Dragon is a 2010 animated fantasy film produced by DreamWorks and directed by Chris Sanders and Dean DeBloy. The story takes place in a world of Vikings where a teenager named Hiccup is trying hard to prove himself as a strong and worthy Viking to the rest of his tribe by killing dragons. (gasps) (laughs) That was a mouthful. (laughs) But when Hiccup finally captures a dragon and has the opportunity to kill it, 
he discovers that there's more to dragons than just vicious monsters. <laughs> All right, so How to Train Your Dragon, hour one. Uh, in this first hour, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> so last week we talked about the book, and it was hard to talk about the book without comparing it to the movie, so we figured this week we should just talk about the movie, right? <laughs> yeah. I love the yeah. movie so much. So first off, this movie premiered, as Lania said, 2010, but it actually premiered on March 21st, 2010. It was on Evan's birthday? Isn't that cool? Oh, yeah. This movie came out on your birthday. That's the day <laughs> oh it premiered. Gosh. The day that you were born. <laughs> I never realized that. Yeah. And what's interesting about that, for being one of my favorite movies ever, 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 I actually never saw this in the theater. And, and now I know one of the reasons why is because I had a newborn <laughs> baby. So I didn't have time to go see a movie in the theater. So now I can just call How to Train Your Dragon a story as long as my time. It, it's The movie it's is ex- as old ex- as you the are. The exact ages of it. Yep, yep. So that's pretty cool. Not the exact. So Yeah, a few hours left. Yeah, I, I suppose you were born before the movie came out because it probably didn't come out at, what, 6 in the morning or whatever. <laughs> yeah, I, I would You can watch this movie at 6 in the morning. Yeah, so you're a little older than the movie. There you go. Woo! I'm um, older than a movie. Another reason I probably didn't see this movie is because it was by DreamWorks. Yeah. And up until that point, I had basically only known DreamWorks for producing Shrek. 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 <laughs> and, and Shrek, I just did not like. Shrek was a very meh movie. There's some people who are like super, super into Shrek, and I'm just kind of like, okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think I actually saw the first one in the theater, and I remember walking out and thinking, what in the heck did I just watch? I I did not like it at all, and I really never bothered to watch the sequels because I didn't like the first... I mean, I've, I've seen a few of them, I think, but boy, I, it just sat wrong with me. And then I just associated DreamWorks with Shrek. <laughs> and so I think when this movie came out, you know, I had a new kid, Evan, and... Uh, all I was thinking of was Shrek, and like I, it was the last <laughs> thing I was thinking about was be going to see this movie with How to Train Your Dragons. So it really was not on my radar. When did you first see it? I think the first time that I saw it was with you two. When I think we just didn't we just buy it one night and watch it. I think maybe. I, I, I don't remember. remember the first time we watched it. I think so. It was probably Evan was maybe three or four. So we just bought it and expected think, to watch some mediocre I th- movie? I think we just bought it. I don't know. Maybe it was on sale. I'm not sure. But, uh, yeah, we bought it, and I went gaga for it. <laughs> <laughs> and I kind of kicked myself for having never seen it in the theater on a big screen because, mm-hmm. boy, I wish I had. Was this yeah. just like a movie that you bought so you could laugh at it? No, no. It was just there's, it was like, oh, let's find a kid's movie. Here yeah, we go. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> It was a while ago, so I'm not quite sure. I don't quite remember, but um, but yeah. So that was that was how I came at the movie. I also remember we went camping once up north on the North Shore of Minnesota, mm-hmm. and you kids were little, and we had stopped at McDonald's, and they were having a happy meal, and they were giving out these How to Train Your Dragon toys, and I remember thinking, <laughs> we, and so oh, that's we got, right, I got a Gronkle. You got a Gronkle. <laughs> And I remember thinking, this is a dragon? This is not a dragon. It's like a it's like a flying sausage or something. I remember it, I was so creeped out by it. Yeah. And so this is supposed to be a dragon. It's this this thing that looks like a pig with tiny wings that in no way could make it fly. 
And so that's another reason. I was just like, what? How to to train your dragon? This isn't a dragon. So that was another thing that really confused me about the movie. And again, I put off seeing it until a few years later, and then we finally saw it. And oh, I wish I'd seen it in the theater. Anyway, so that's me. That's my history with the movie. <laughs> my history is I just saw it, and I, and I just saw all of you being like really interested in it, and I was just like, why? I, it's an, it's an, it's not bad, and I don't think it's like really good. I just it's a good movie. I feel like there's nothing really that amazing about it. Really. Get out of here. Leave oh, right okay. now. Bye. <laughs> See you later. No, that's okay. We like all we like See all you after opinions. three hours. I'll probably come back. So Cressida Cowell's book that this movie is based on, the book came out in 2003, and DreamWorks actually bought the rights to make a movie to it in 2004. So it's just the next year. So think about that. This movie was in development for six years. Wow. And when I was reading about it, they were actually following the book quite faithfully uh, for the first few years that it was in production. Hmm. And then the current directing team of, of Chris Sanders and Dean Dubois came in, and they changed it up. And I'm certainly glad they did. We were talking last week about, at least I, I mentioned, how I didn't really think the book would make that interesting of a movie. And they changed the story quite a bit. And I think this, for the better, because I think this movie is just phenomenal. Again, that's me. <laughs> Evan's just staring blankly at me. Yeah, I'm. I'm not even staring Evan's at you. Really I thought bad. you liked this movie as much as yeah, I did. Yeah, I thought you liked You're it. You're making me sad. Evan. Yeah. <laughs> I. I think it's good. I don't think it's the best movie ever. Anyway, so this movie uh, made 500 million worldwide. Uh, it's had a few sequels. It's made over a billion dollars with the first movie and the second few movies and the TV shows and the, all kinds of stuff. So yeah, it's a. Uh, it's become a much beloved property. I feel like the animation gets better in the movies as they go on, but the first movie is still my favorite. Yeah, I agree. So this movie is what, eleven years old now. Yeah. So the same age as me. Same age as you. Yeah. So the animation is is a bit dated. You know, it's gotten. Of course, animation is always improving and becoming better, and they're getting better with textures and making people look more realistic, and yet still not in the uncanny valley area. <laughs> But, yeah, I can just watch this movie endlessly, and I, I love it. Love it, love it. So, Lene, you wanna, now that I've been geeking out and fanboying, <laughs> you want to sort of guide us in what you want to talk about? Okay. We've um, already been at this for, like, 15 minutes. <laughs> so, should we talk about the characters? So, we're going into hour two? Sure, yeah. Let's, uh... <laughs> okay. <laughs> hour two. Here we go. Character so, time! the main character of this movie is Hiccup, and he's the son of the chief. But he's like he's very different from the other Vikings, partly because he has an American accent when everyone else is like Scandinavian. But he's also he's like everyone else is like super muscly and strong, and they're fighting dragons. But Hiccup's always kind of like he he's kind of in the book he describes himself as like a nerd Viking. He's just kind of like scrawny little boy. He's scrawny. He just kind of works behind the scenes. And he wants to he wants to be out there and fighting, but nobody really thinks that he's strong enough and can do it. Yeah, so Hiccup, yeah, he's our main protagonist. I, I described him as a gawky teenager. <laughs> uh, he's voiced by uh, Jay Baruchel, uh, which I haven't seen him in much. I mean, I know he's been in movies, but I haven't seen many of the other things that he's been in. But I think his voice will forever be Hiccup to me. <laughs> yeah. And uh, And his voice is perfect. He... 
you know, of course, being 11 years ago, he was a lot younger. So he almost had that, you know, that crack that you get in your voice when boys <laughs> get in their voice when they're starting to mature. And you, you can just tell that he's this gawky teenager. And he gets that note perfect, I think. Uh, yeah, the accents, you know, that was interesting. I'd, I hadn't written that down. The adults <laughs> all have Scottish accents or Irish or some kind, you know, Scandinavian type accents but the kids all have you know, oh, the normal american are, accents oh, the kids are american which if you stop and think about it it's, it's kind of weird like why do the kids have different accents than their parents i mean that, it, it's never bothered me but it is amusing to think about yeah. <laughs> where where do these kids learn to speak where, maybe it's the same way that uh, that like we have our cool kid language like yo dude what's up my bro okay i don't think i've ever how you doing man (laughs) is that how you talk to your friends no oh okay i don't think i've ever heard anybody talk what's up dude how you doing so that's hiccup and then the other main character is toothless the dragon yeah so the dragons we meet them right away they're the enemy in the in the movie right they they're the quote enemy quote enemy yeah 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 they can't. They just like they come in and they try to steal their sheep, and they, and then the villain, the the, Vic, the Vikings get mad at the dragons and attack them, which causes the dragons to get even more mad and burn down their houses. So. And uh, Hiccup wants to prove that he is the Viking, every bit the Viking that his dad wants him to be, and he creates an interesting contraption and shoots down a dragon. Mm-hmm. He he doesn't just shoot down a dragon. He, he shoots gets down a Night Fury. The- the scariest dragon of them all. Mm-hmm. Quote. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, because they they don't they, they never see it because it's just it always flies way it's high too up. Fast. And, Such yeah. a fast little dragon. And no one believes him, of course, when he says yeah. he got it. So the next character is Hiccup's dad, Stoic the Vast. He's the chief of the tribe. Um, he's he's uh yeah he has a Scandinavian accent. He's like super muscly. He has like a beard <laughs> but yeah he looks like your standard viking that you'd imagine when you hear viking compared to hiccup i would say that he is much better portrayed in the movies than he is in the books because yeah. in the in the movies he's more just a he's more of a character with fleshed out personality mm-hmm. you can really feel him at some moments in the books he's kind of just roar i'm a viking i'm gonna i'm gonna sh- 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 Right, right. Yeah. Yeah, in the book Yeah, so so the name is the same, Stoic Stoic the Vast. In the book he's just Yeah, there's really not much character there other than a guy that yells. And here in the movie we have a, a real large, imposing father figure that is kinda scary. You feel for him. He he's trying to keep his village safe from dragons and and he's big and powerful, he's strong, he's a decisive leader, and then he has this little scrawny teenage son that just seems to be getting in trouble, and, <laughs> and you know, he doesn't know what to do. He's, he's parenting trouble. <laughs> yeah. He can order men around, but he can't. Hiccup is the only kid in the world who's gotten in trouble for not getting in trouble. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he's much more fleshed out here, and he... I love the father-son dynamic that develops throughout the movie, uh, which we can talk about more later. Mm-hmm. So who's next, Gobber? Yeah. So Gobber is 
Stoic's best friend. When Hiccup's not fighting, he's training with Gobbard, making weapons and stuff. I'm not really sure what his job is. He, he's the mentor. Ah. Yeah, he's he's the he's the teacher. He's the you know, he's he's the village blacksmith. Yeah, yeah. Gobbard's the one who trains all the kids how to fight dragons. So I forgot to say that Stoic is voiced by Gerard Butler, and then Gobber is voiced by Craig Ferguson. Hmm. Who are they? Yeah, who are they? <laughs> uh, let's see. I'm trying to think if you would have seen any of them in shows at all. I mean, they're much. A lot of them. They're in more adult kind of shows. Craig Ferguson does. A, he is a host of a late night talk show. Oh. Gerard Butler. He's been in a number of movies. That we haven't seen. That you probably haven't seen, yeah. And and I haven't seen too many movies by him. But but yeah, I think the voices are, are great. It was great casting. Gobber is is your your standard mentor figure. But in this case, he's a he often says things that are misconstrued, which I think is funny. <laughs> you know, he he's always talking about how how hiccup you know, how how his dad wishes hiccup was more than he was or <laughs> He make he makes these offhanded he's, comments that he's like it's not it's it's not it's, yeah it's not you that we don't like it it's you that we don't like yeah um, so yeah he's he says things that are misaligned with what he's trying to say and it just sounds funny it's, it's very humorous he's like oh well if you want to be a Viking I know how to do it just completely change your personality the next characters we have are Astrid. Astrid's the main female character. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so we were talking last week in the book how there was really not much girl or woman representation. Yeah. So Astrid is a big addition because she was not in the book at all. Mm-hmm. I mean, do you feel like she's enough? Do you wish there were more? Well, you, have, you also have Ruff, Roughnut. She was the other character. Yeah. Roughnut's kind of stupid, though. <laughs> I wish there were more. I mean, I guess that's... Probably one of my one of my little nitpicks about yeah. the story is that there's not much representation of women and girls. Yeah, what? when I think about this whole series in our all, there's only like two characters that are female representation. So we have Astrid. Hiccup's mom is in. Yeah, yeah. We, we have Hiccup's mom who comes in Hiccup's the in the mom next is few. Suan. And that could be you know because they're basing it on the book. They could have made some of the other characters women and girls. Yeah, that 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 would be probably one of my nitpicks about it. I wish that there was mm-hmm. more, more gender variety. But Astrid, so but going back to Astrid though, I mean she's a Viking woman. She takes charge. She doesn't take any guff from anyone. She's mean to Hiccup at the beginning. <laughs> you know she, she's out to really. She she wants to change the world in yeah. in the Viking way. It's not just that she wants to kill like it's not just that she wants to kill dragons. She wants to make like it a better world for her tribe. She's strong, she's smart. And it, this is interesting when I was looking up all these characters. Did you two know that all these characters had last names? <laughs> really? Yeah. <laughs> so, you know, so we know Stoke the Vast, right? And that's just more of a title. We have yeah. Gobber the Belch. Astrid's name is supposedly Astrid Hofferson. Oh yeah, I think I've heard that before. I, yeah, I I didn't know that. But, uh, <laughs> yeah, there we go, Astrid Hofferson. What's uh, Hiccup's last name? Hiccup the well, best. Well, Hiccup, Hiccup, what? Hiccup horrendous hat. Hiccup horrendous hat. The third. I mean, it's it's a real. <laughs> That's long. his name in the book. Yeah, it is. It's the same name here. I didn't write uh, it down, so I don't know it off the top Hiccup of my head. Hiccup horrendous hat. The third. Hiccup the third. Yeah. So yeah, Astrid is voiced by America Ferrara. 
and once again, love the voice casting in this mm-hmm. in this movie. It's great. Uh, she's she can be sarcastic and caring, and just a great range in her voice. And I think it it fits the character really well as we get to know her. And she's uh, kind of the love interest. We get that within the first few minutes of the movie where. Where uh, I love how Hiccup says, Astrid. He's got that little quaver in his voice. He's got the huge fire behind her. Yeah, it's your classic movie moment where there's these fires exploding and she's walking in slow motion and her hair is flying. (laughs) And he's he's just really totally gaga over her, but she wouldn't even give him the time of day because he's just a scrawny little do no good pipsqueak. (laughs) (laughs) Wow, Dad. Yeah. Well, that's, you know, that's how she sees him, right? Yeah. 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 What do you want to talk about next? There's the other kids whose hiccups kind of training and learning to fight dragons with. Mm-hmm. So then you We've have... We've already talked about Roughnut and Toughnut. Yeah. So oh, you have Roughnut oh. and Toughnut, okay. who are the twins. Yeah, so we'll talk about them. So Roughnut and Toughnut, their last name is supposedly Thorsten. Oh, yeah, I think I've heard that, too. <laughs> so I would describe these two as the comic relief yeah. characters. So, you know, there's a lot of... I mean, I'm, I'm going to use the word stereotypical. There's a lot of stereotypical type characters. You got your father, you got your mentor, you got your comic relief, you got the love interest. They're all in there. But this movie is so much more than that. I mean, these characters are fun. They're fleshed out. Rough nut and tough nut, in addition to being the comic relief, they're sort of bullyish too at the beginning, right? And then mm-hmm. they end up being, you know, they kind of come around and they're in the end they're kind of a team they both get more developed in the next two movies too yeah those two don't grow that much in this first movie but they do fill a purpose then you also have uh snotlout he was in the book he's i think he's he's less of a bully in the movies than he was in the book like he doesn't just go around pushing people for no reason (laughs) but he he's just kind of like making mean passive aggressive comments (laughs) and he's (laughs) Yeah, much less of a bully in this movie. I mean, he is still the bully, though. Yeah. He's he's your, again, your stereotypical bully making fun of... I feel like up. Astrid is more of a bully than Snotlout. Yeah, yeah. She, <laughs> you know, she comes across... I, I don't know if I'd call her more of a bully, but she's... She, she's more aggressive. She, she's very yeah. aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> she, you know, what are you... You know, you got to shape up and think about what you're doing because the future of this village depends on you and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. And she's... She's she just thinks Hiccup needs to try a lot harder. Right, right. Yeah. She just doesn't want to take any guff from anyone, especially Hiccup, who's the chief's son, and you know, what kind of idiot are you? <laughs> <laughs> uh and then of course last but not least Fish Legs. Fish legs. <laughs> Fish legs was in the book too. Yeah, he was better in the book, actually, I would you say. He was better in the book. And I he- think. So Fish Legs Ingerman, that's his name. He was the, he was <laughs> the third comic relief. Yeah, I would call him more of the, like, maybe the nerd. Yeah. Because he knows every fact about dragons. He's like, he, he's like we have the monster's nightmare. Oh, attack 8, Venom 12. Yeah. And I, I love it that he's, it's almost like he's playing D&D or something. Yeah. Because he knows all these stats, which, <laughs> you know, you don't have stats in the real world of, well, maybe you do. In I don't the know, second movie. you're a baseball player or something, you got stats. But he, he knows all these weird numbers that have to do with dragons. Like, well, what does that even mean? <laughs> In the second movie, he made dragon cards, so you yeah. know all these. Yeah, so he, to me, he's like the, the geek. And in the book, I think he's more friendly with Hiccup. In this movie, yeah. 
in this movie, he is hanging out with the like the bully crew, you might call him, and he's not quite the confidant to hiccup up as he is in the book. Although they do, you know, they're not as much enemies as maybe Snoutlout and and Hiccup are. Or I wouldn't call it enemies, but you know that that dynamic, that relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, and then of course the actors. Uh, let's see. So Snoutlout <laughs> was voiced by Jonah Hill. Roughnut and Toughnut were voiced by T.J. Miller and Kristen Wiig. And uh, Fish Legs was voiced by Christopher Mintz-Plass. And that's pretty much it for the characters. <laughs> so now are we going to move on to our third hour? Now for third the third hour. hour yeah. <laughs> what do you want to talk about in the third hour, Linnea? Well, I don't know. I was going to ask you some questions Yeah, we could stuff. do <laughs> questions. So if you had to pick a dragon to train, which kind of dragon would it be? Oh me, I don't know both. Well, of I would, I would want a night. Fury. No, but you can't pick a night. Fury. Oh, I can't pick a night fury. It has to be like one of the other. Oh, dragons. it has to be one of the other ones. Oh, we'll see. Well, I want a night fury. No, it has <laughs> to be one of the other ones. <laughs> I would pick uh, what's it called? The the terror one, the one that Astrid has. Uh huh. I like that one. The terror, yeah. I would pick the one that Snotloat has. That's Monsters the uh, Monsters Nightmare. The one yeah. that sets fire yeah, to itself. I'd... I mean, if I couldn't have a Night Fury, yeah, I guess a, a Monstrous Nightmare would be pretty good. I, I would not fit on a Gronkle. Oh, or I might... Gronkle is just not me. Or I'd, I'd get one of those little cute tiny dragons that are kind of like cats. If I could have any dragon besides a Night Fury in that world, I would want to have the Skeleton Dragon. I forgot its name. Oh, yeah, that was in one of the, the little bone shorts. Yeah, <laughs> the Bone Napper. The bone napper. bone napper. I want that one. <laughs> Yeah, so the thing about this world with dragons is that there are hundreds of varieties of dragons. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, and they I all... once got like a book or something that had all of the kinds of dragons in it. Yeah, there there's so many different types of dragon. There's fire dragons and venom dragons and acid dragons. I think and... there's like a short that says all different. Yeah, there's a short called The Book of Dragons that kind of just briefly explains them all. And I'm sure it gave the artist just such a wonderful time coming up with all these concepts for strange cool looking dragons <laughs> yeah I some really... of which actually i think look like your standard dragons unlike the gronkle which i was talking about earlier which is just like a little the monstrous sausage. nightmare looks like a dragon right when it's not on fire <laughs> yeah that's the most dragonish the night fury i feel like the night fury is not what you think of when you hear dragons the night fury is a cat it, it just looks like a cat it, two is a cat a cat with wings and like little Stubby horns. Winged cat. Winged cat. It's playful. Has big eyes that you can get lost in. <laughs> and its eyes dilate super big. <laughs> it's you can play with it. Yeah, Toothless is my favorite character. What do you think of the movie score? Ah, okay. I have a whole page about this. <laughs> oh, okay, <laughs> we gotta just pull out. The... So this is gonna be the rest of. Now this is just the rest of hour three. We've only been doing hour oh. three for about fifteen minutes. Yeah, the music. So the composer of this score was John Powell, and uh, this was his first solo score. He had done about five or six scores before this, but he had worked with other composers. Um, Hans Zimmer was one of them. Hans Zimmer actually is quoted as saying that John Powell is a better composer than he is. Um, he kicked him out, you know, basically, go get your own wings, fly for yourself, and he scored this movie. And um, the kids will attest to this. I have had this score <laughs> in my car probably since we first saw this yeah, movie. Yeah, whenever we're in Dad's car, he's always just playing this. I, I he, have. Yeah, so that means, two. like, for the last, what, 
11, 10, 11 years. I've he had has this. two soundtracks yeah. in his yeah, car. Yeah, he's Harry always Potter. either playing Harry Potter 1, Harry Potter 3, or How to Train Your Dragon. Yep, yep. I have those on, on repeat. And mostly I just listen to the How to Train Your Dragon yeah. score. Uh, I have this Out of score. nowhere, are we just here? I'm kind of just chilling in the car listening to my headphones and suddenly I hear this booming How to Train Your Dragon music. It's such good music. I love it. Yeah, I can listen to this endlessly. Like I was about to say, I have this score memorized. I know every every nook and cranny of this score. So this score was nominated for an Academy Award. It lost to... What? I, I didn't write down what was it, what it lost to, but it, it lost. Yeah, <sighs> it should have won, uh, but it did win the International Film Music Critics Association 2011 Award for Best Original Score. Uh, the score features a lot of Nordic and Celtic music, and Powell, the composer, he's part Scottish, so he grew up with a lot of Scottish folk music. One of the producers at DreamWorks was, I guess, he was slightly annoyed by this because he wanted the music <laughs> to be more Vikingish or something rather than Scottish or Irish. I don't know. I think the score is I perfect. I couldn't imagine it any other way. Uh, another thing that some film critics have said about the score is that every piece of music on the score has merit, meaning you can listen to it on its own, and it has a theme. It has a feeling to it. There's a lot of movie scores where you can listen to some music on it, and it it's just kind of filler it's there to you know there's there's nothing about it like if you were just to listen to it it doesn't really do anything because it has to be mm-hmm. with the picture this score you can listen to this music and it'll evoke a feeling it'll evoke an image and <laughs> and um, most of the time it'll invoke an image of people riding dragons riding dragons yeah <laughs> um i feel like when i listen to the music and dad's always playing it in his car it's kind of just like i'm watching the movie because i have everything memorized right <laughs> right <laughs> yeah <laughs> Um, the album or the score is 72 minutes long and the movie is only 98 minutes long so that means the score runs pretty much the whole movie there's only about yeah. 20 minutes of movie that's not scored and and of course because I know this score so well there's actually parts in the movie where there are some music playing and I every time we get to those parts I think that's not on the album why isn't that <laughs> music on the album because this music should be on the album there's a few minutes like that and it really irks me because I want that to be, I want to have yeah. the whole score. I, I don't want to miss anything because I love this movie so much. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> That's going to be our Father's Day gift. We'll just be streaming the How to Train Your Dragon music <laughs> on repeat. Find a way to take our, out all the voices and just play the music. Uh, something else about this movie. Uh, a lot of scores have, uh, so there's there's themes that, that a composer will develop. Um uh, Harry Potter, for example, there's Hedwig's theme, there's all these different Harry's theme, and a lot of times what they'll do is they'll they'll have a big suite of all these themes that they put together, and it's usually at the end of the movie over the credits. This movie, it's it's inverted a little because actually every main theme you hear in the movie is within the first five minutes. We have a we have a like the Burke theme, we have mm-hmm. a dragon theme, we have a hiccup theme, we have the love theme. They're <laughs> the all love theme, right? Well, you know, Astrid. Uh, <laughs> um, it, it's all there within that first few opening minutes. You can hear every theme, and then he develops them throughout the rest of the movie. And I think that that's really effective. It, it 
because it, it draws you back. Oh yeah, this, this is familiar to me. I've heard this theme before. So yeah, I could, oh, I just love this. I love this soundtrack. Mm-hmm. Okay, now we're mo- now as we're moving on to hour, Now we're moving on to hour four? Hour okay. four. Let's talk about some more questions. <laughs> Who's your guys' favorite characters? Hmm. Like I said, mine is Toothless. I have, like, Toothless on almost all of my profile pictures somewhere. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I don't really have a favorite. It's hard to pick a favorite, but uh, I think I like the relationship between Toothless and Hiccup. Mm-hmm. Um, it might for... be Gobber. That Gobber. might be my favorite. Gobber might be your favorite. Yeah, I can see that. <laughs> yeah. Gobber's pretty funny. The relationship between Toothless and Hiccup is, for me, what really is great about this movie. <laughs> and right, I'm going to go off another tangent here. Um, <laughs> Here we go. Here we go. Pulling so, back out the paper. So I wanted to, I want to talk about the themes in this movie. Mm. Now, yeah. Do you two have any themes that you think stand out in this movie? Dragons. Dragons. <laughs> Dragons are in the movie, yeah. But Vikings. Vikings. Vikings are in the movie. It's kind of like a theme of like, n- no fighting if you just. If you stop fighting, we can learn about why we are fighting, and then we can be friends. Mm-hmm. So I wrote down lots of themes, but I think, <laughs> <laughs> well, because when I watch this movie, so I think of, uh, it makes me think of friendship, right? Mm-hmm. So we have the friendship between Hiccup and Toothless, mm-hmm. family, sort of family mm-hmm. dynamic between Hic- Hiccup and his dad, and sort of all the the love and yet misunderstanding that can come between those. You know, you yeah. can tell that Stoic loves his son, Hiccup. He and just Hiccup doesn't know how to handle him. Right. They just don't know how to communicate. They can't because they're they're on totally different levels. <laughs> yeah. Stoic is just set in his way. At one point he says, my dad told me to hit a rock with my bare hand a hundred times, and so I did it. You know, why'd you do it? Just because he told me to. Well, that's not really, you know... <laughs> dad that would be stupid um (laughs) and i think he's still set in the ways of the viking and yeah and uh hiccup is he wants to be more than that bring a new time and era. yeah right right and uh yeah he wants to discover iceland (laughs) (laughs) so i love that there's that dynamic of family you know we have sort of a, a love kind of thing where hiccup hiccup really likes astrid astrid doesn't really like hiccups to begin <laughs> with <laughs> but but i think you know she eventually comes around and, and sees that hiccup is trying to be more than than what he is you know this story is is a coming of age story right we have a, a kid who's wanting to become more than he is in his, in his tribe he's trying to prove himself mm-hmm. right so we have that it's an adventure story Right. I mean, we have the whole, you know, there's dragons, there's a mystery. Where are they coming from? You know, they're attacking us. We've got to protect ourselves. You know, so we got that kind of thing going on. It's a mystery. Why are they attacking us? Because eventually we got we got to try to find this island where the dragons are coming from. It's a mystery action kids movie. Mm-hmm. It's a movie about forgiveness. It has so many mm-hmm. layers. Yeah. So of stuff that you don't realize you know, we, until you watch it again. Right. Yeah. So it's a movie about forgiveness because we have, you know, Stoic learning to forgive his son. We have um, 
we have the dragon, toothless, and hiccup. This kind of sidelines into into disability. Hiccup shoots toothless down, and in yeah. the process injures him so much so that toothless can't fly anymore without help. Gasp. Do you two think that toothless knew that it was hiccup who shot him down? No. Mm, I, I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. I'm pretty sure he doesn't. He doesn't. Because by the time the second movie comes out, he actually says that he know, that they know that. So I was wondering if he knew that, if you think he knew that in the first one. Maybe. He probably sort of figured it out since Hiccup was the one who like came to find him. <laughs> yeah, that, that's what I was thinking. And there's that big moment where Hiccup comes and he's going to try to stab Toothless, right? He's got mm-hmm. the knife. You know, Toothless is there. He can't do anything. And Hiccup can't do it. And instead, he cuts mm-hmm. him free. And... You know, Toothless is, you know, pissed like any <laughs> dragon would be, and he roars at him, and you think he's going to eat him, but you, you just he just kind of flies away, flies and off, bonks into a cliff on the way. Right. I think Toothless probably does know it. But yeah, any, but, I guess. But so, so we have this part of forgiveness in there that mm-hmm. that comes. You know, because they they're not friends right away. You know, they don't. It takes them a while it could yeah. be weeks it could be months we don't really know how long probably weeks and and then and then like so like i was saying disability we have we have toothless who can't fly without help yeah and by the end of the movie we've we've switched it because yeah. hiccup also gets hurt he mm-hmm. loses his leg and his loses, foot he his foot really well yeah his, his foot he loses his foot is like his knee below his knee and who's the first person there to help him out of bed Toothless. Mm-hmm. So it's a lot of, um, you know, I think I really see that forgiveness in there. In yeah. fact, it was Toothless who was, like, biting his leg to save him. <laughs> yeah. And then, oh, yeah, and one last thing that I sort of was noting was kind of the peer pressure and need to fit in, right? Mm, At yeah. the beginning of the movie, that's all Hiccup wants. Hiccup just wants to be like everyone else and he's, be normal. All he's thinking about, he has to kill a dragon, you know. And he, and he gives this whole... This whole rundown. Well, if I kill one of these, you know, people will like me. If I kill one of these, I might get a girlfriend. But if, <laughs> if I can kill one of these, you know, oh, that's worth, you know, being the chief's son maybe. But if I can get the monstrous night fury, oh, you know. So and it's all, you know, it's all. It's like you know, what level are you on? Are you a high powered player? Or are you a wimp? You know, and and he really tries to fit in, and and he realizes that he, he can't, and so he he learns to go his own way, kind of with a little help from Astrid, right? Yeah, because he's he's gonna get all depressed, and Astrid comes and comes and give gives him a good kick in the butt, and says, "He's like, what are you gonna do about it?" Yeah, right. And and so again, you know, she's for as, as stern and as smart and capable and you know powerful as she is, I think she sees in him, you know, something new. Mm-hmm. She sees smartness. Right. Well, she's smart too. She sees that what Hiccup's but, doing is like for the benefit of the tribe. Right. Right. Yeah, I think I think she comes around to his way of thinking because he showed her that dragons are so much more than just an enemy. Mm-hmm. And so what I like about this movie is that, you know, there's a saying about that the whole is greater than the sum of its parts. And I think I think what's cool about this movie is that it has all these themes in it and it's it's not and even though it has all these themes, you know, the movie it's not about the love triangle. It's not about peer pressure. It's not about to me it's basically about friendship, right? Yeah. But but you have all these other subtle things that are in there, and it just makes the movie so much more <laughs> than than what 
you think it's going to be. And that's why I just love, love, love this movie. And I'm, I'm kind of tearing up. <laughs> just talking about it. I always tear up when I watch this movie or think about it. Anyway, why don't you guys talk? <laughs> Lene, you talk. You kind of put me on the spot there. I don't really have much to say. Uh, um, I haven't been talking much because I've already kind of gotten tired yeah, of well, talking. Well, we're coming up to our fifth hour, so we're almost done. Yay. <laughs> Did you have some more questions? No, that was all of my questions. Oh, that was all of your questions. Okay. Do you have any more questions, Dad? I hadn't really written down many questions. Mostly I was just going to talk about all of the things that I've touched on. Well, if none of us have questions, I guess there is one more question that we need to ask. How would you rate this movie? Oh, oh okay. <laughs> For me, this movie is a 10 out of 10. I mean, there's no doubt. I, this is a movie I can sit down and watch anytime, no matter how I'm feeling. If I'm happy, if I'm sad, if I'm bored, whatever, I can, I can throw this movie in. And yeah, I just love this movie. I can't say it enough. <laughs> I'd rate this movie a 1,000 out of 10. <laughs> okay. How about you, Evan? He's going to give it like a 5 out of 10. <laughs> if, you, if you give if it you a 5 out of 10, <laughs> I'm going to disown your lad. Oh, okay, only a 5. Well, then I'll just give it a 5.1 out of No. Um, 6.5. 6. 6.5? Okay, 6. 7. 7. You're not my son. <laughs> oh, well, I guess I'm leaving You'll never be now. a Viking. You'd give, the, you'd give this movie the same rating as think. the book? <laughs> no, it's okay. That's okay. That's I'm the exact same rating you gave the book. I thought it That's okay. That's okay. I'm just teasing, buddy. <laughs> so it just it just kind of works for you. It's not yeah. it's not your favorite. I, I, That's okay. Yeah. Everyone has their their favorites and not favorites. Yeah, it's okay. This is better be above average. It is. Yeah. All right, there you go. That's all I can. As long as it's above average. <laughs> You're not a failure as long as it's above average. All right. So anything else, Linnea? Is that... I love this movie. Yep. You're like me. <laughs> okay. Should we move on to... Oh, I think we're almost to hour six. Should we move hour on six. to fortune cookies? Fortune now? cookies. All right. Let's move on to fortune cookies. Oh, I like this one. You got a good one? I right. got a great one. Got a great one. All right. And Evan dropped his on the floor. Okay, this better be worth it. All right. Who wants to read this first? Okay, I'll go. Happiness isn't something you remember. It's something you experience. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think I think that my fortune wants us to go to 10 hours because it says, don't stop now. Oh, don't stop don't now. Stop okay. Now. I guess we'll just Well, be let's a... keep going. Well, now it's um, my turn. <laughs> so, track one on the album. <laughs> okay. Mine is. You are the master of every situation. I am? Sure. Okay. <laughs> Sweet. Hey, Dad, I'm about to punch you. No, I'm the master. Oh, okay. <laughs> All right. All right, Linnea, take us out. Thanks so much for listening to this episode of Lunchbox Reaction. Thanks to my host, Evan. Look at that. We almost made it to an hour. <laughs> and Dad. All right. Thanks so much. All right. <laughs> um, you can find us on the web at lunchboxreaction.net and, uh, and on Twitter at lunchboxreaction and we'll see you next week at the lunch table. Bye! Bye! <laughs>